three, two, one. It's either you got it or you don't too. I like to say you see that you're you see that you're a spark or you're a flame. You can tell the difference by which one you are by when the wind blows. When you mm. spark and the wind blows, immediately you go out just like that. But if you're a flame, when the wind blows, you get much bigger, you get much stronger, you get more more fierce, more powerful. Yeah, you just gotta figure out am I a spark or am I a flame? Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, and we're so excited to be at the table again. I have a good friend of ours, Deontay Glass here. Deontay, welcome to the show. How are you? Extraordinary, man. How about you? I want to say the same thing. Extraordinary. Extraordinary. And this is going to be an exciting time. I'm so glad that we're going to have this conversation. And like I say, if you have been, if you're new to the channel, I don't want to exclude you. So I'm going to say this again. We're going to go from the boots, which is symbolic of the journey that Deontay has taken to get to where he is right now. And then we're going to talk about the mindset that Mr. Glass has to not only be where he is, but to scale from there. So we're going to talk about his journey from the very beginning. So with that being said, Deontay, take us back to the beginning where it all started. Where were you born? How were you raised? Things of that nature. Okay. Yeah, of course, man. So I'm originally from Southeast Atlanta. I grew up back and forth between here in Atlanta and down in LaGrange, Georgia. I like to say I had the best of both worlds because up here, I grew up in the hood, down in LaGrange. I lived in the countryside with my grandparents who was a little bit well off a little bit. So I kind of had the best of both worlds. Then when I got into high school, that's when I came up here for good. In high school, I started to be in the marching band. I joined the marching band, played in the drum line, learned how to play every instrument. Then my senior year, I became a head drum major. And then shortly after graduating, I decided to go straight into being a firefighter with the city of Atlanta, where I served 12 years at one of the busiest fire stations in the city, which happened to be the neighborhood that I grew up in. So I got to be a service to my community. Um, while I was a firefighter, I decided to get into becoming a boxer. So I was a heavyweight amateur boxer for about seven years competed. And uh, while I was finishing up my boxing career, I decided to go ahead and transition to sales. That's when my sister introduced me to a network marketing company. And that was my first entry into sales. I uh, built an organization of over 70 customers and representatives. I did fairly well in the company. Also traveled to over 25 different countries. Uh, from there, I decided to go into business for myself, where I currently have a short-term rental Airbnb business where we focus on the rental arbitrage model, basically where we rent out apartment units, furnish them, and then we re-rent them out with the permissions from the property manager. And I also have a ATM business as well, where I have my own fleet and I decided to stop being a firefighter in 2021 because I wanted to grow out a beard. <laughs> I know that's funny because I've actually never had a beard in my life. And I was like, ah, I really want a beard before I start getting all the grays coming in. So yeah, so decided to get into tech because I was just more so bored at home, <laughs> trying to figure out what I want to do. I follow Dave Ramsey, and I'm a huge like fan of his philosophies when it comes to money. So that's how I found out about Anthony O'Neill, saw his his interview with Cyrus, and that's when I was like, oh, I can get into tech and work from home. Why not? I can make some extra money. That's, that sounds great for me. So yeah, that's how my, my from the beginning to where I'm at now. So that's, a bit, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Oh man, when you talked about your beard, you wanted to grow a beard out. That's why you didn't want to become a firefighter. I started laughing. I was like, I didn't even think about that. I didn't. I, it's a good. It's a good point though, because you get that thing singed. All the firefighters I know, they are clean shaven. I didn't even think about. Yeah. I didn't put two and two together. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Like my dad and my grandfather, they was clean shaven their whole life. So I never even knew 
if I could grow out a beard. So I took oh. like a month off just to kind of test it out and see if I can grow one. Was able to grow like a little stubble. I was like, oh yeah, that's it. I'm gonna go ahead and retire at the end of the year. So <laughs> that was the decision I made. So, oh, so it was like really? I was like, yeah. Man, <laughs> you are it. about. Oh, I'm so sorry. Go ahead. And I was like, I gotta enjoy this beer. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you're about living life to the fullest. That's what I. That's what I. That's what I hear. You're about. Hey, I want to do the things that not only are profitable, that I see as profitable, but also make me happy. I'm going to go back to the beginning because Georgia, oh, Georgia, yeah, it's a beautiful place to be, man. I, I was desiring, and I'm still in some places, sometimes desiring to move there to, to the good old Georgia. Can you come talk about- Come on down, man. <laughs> oh, come on down. We'll see. We have a couple of things that we're working out here. If that's a possibility, oh yeah, I'll definitely consider it. Okay. Let me talk to you because you talked about being in two different worlds. You're in the countryside, and then as yeah. you said, you're in the neighborhood, and so I want to- talk a little bit about the dichotomy of those two different things what did you learn about being being between those two different worlds growing up so i would say like up here in atlanta i I learned like the street smarts just seeing things you're exposed to a lot on a day-to-day basis being able to grow up and growing up in that type of neighborhood and uh, down in lagrange in the countryside I, i just realized that you can have things a little bit better down there my grandparents had a pool in the back we it was great. So it was like, we valued school down there. It was important. I was really drilling school and making sure you was doing great in schools. Yeah. Like I had that best of both worlds and uh, it was definitely well needed to shape me for to into who I am today, of course, for sure. Nice. Wow. So with that being that, that molding and that shaping, you decided to say, Hey, I want to become a, I want to become a, actually let's backtrack a little bit. Cause you said you, you want to become an amateur, you were an amateur boxer. Wow. Yeah. What made you go in that direction? So as a firefighter, we they started off with doing like these little police versus firefighters, guns versus hoses, boxing matches. So I decided to learn how to train, how to box and all that good stuff. And I was, I'm like a natural kind of like guy when it comes to like athletic things. I didn't play any sports in school or anything like that, but I'm naturally athletic. So it just came a little natural to me. So that's when I got into it. And I decided to take it on and actually go into the amateurs and competed there too. Yeah, that's how I got into boxing. <laughs> Guns versus hoses. I was like, I didn't even know that was a thing. That's cool. Oh, yeah. That's cool, man. I, I didn't even know that was a thing, man. That's so cool. Let, so let's talk about fi- the firefighter part. And then we're going to talk about the other things as well, because you mentioned a lot. And I, I want to definitely touch on all those different things. So firefighter, where was that sort of, yeah, I want to do this. I want to run into buildings where people are running out. I want to have, I had that mindset that I want to do that. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, of course. So it wasn't like I chose that. It was kind of like I had to do that. Mm. So like in my senior year in high school, just to go a little deep, my family actually became homeless. So it was in a tough situation and like Mm. father was in and out of prison and I just needed to become a man right away to start taking care of family and do what I needed to do. Um, had a full scholarship to go off to Stillman College to be a freshman drum major in the band. So I was like, I can go do that or I can go start working. And that's when I was, like started in a fire cadet program, which is like a, inter- a paid internships that transitions you into being a firefighter. So I was able to get paid like an extra $200 every two weeks just in doing that. After like just going to school to lunchtime and reporting to the fire academy after that, that wow. allowed me to be able to pay some of the bills, things that we had going on and uh, transitioning to being a firefighter, like right after graduation. So I graduated in May. My 18th birthday was on Ju- in July 1st. They started hiring on July 1st. 
put in my application on my birthday and they actually started the whole process and went through and got hired on. It was something I had to do, but I fell in love with it right when I got into it. Yeah, it was definitely like the path that was made for me to be able to get into that industry for sure. Yeah. I love that. I love not the circumstances, the situations. Those are tough. Yeah, yeah. But I love that the resilience that you had. Listen, this is something I had to do. The, that mindset right there is what I want to talk about for a second. So if you don't mind, we're going to talk to the audience together. But yeah. audience, you're listening to this and you're thinking to yourself, man, I can't get into tech. You know, you've been watching this channel for a while. You're like, man, it either was an interview session, interview that I was going through that I, for whatever reason, I answered the wrong questions. I wasn't confident, whatever the case may be. Whatever struggles it may have been that have caused you not to go forward. Look at Deontay's story. Look at what Deontay went through and with his family. And I'm going to actually pivot a little bit and talk about the founder of Course Careers. My first interview that I had on this channel was with Troy, the yeah. founder of Course Careers. And he talked about being homeless, traveling from one part of the world, part of America to the other. And this is a person that learned that how people are really intrinsically good. And he learned that in his struggles while being homeless that, you know what? you know what, I really want to serve and help people. And so you might be going through a tough time. And just add to that, look what he's doing right now with <laughs> course careers. Almost 100,000 students at this point have right. gone through the program. That is insane when you think about it. 100,000 plus students. And that number is going to multiply day in and day out. So no matter what circumstances you, have, you may have gone through or come through in your life, you can do it. Don't give up. So go ahead, click the link below. Go take the free introductory course to course careers. It will change your life. We're talking about tech sales today, but there are also IT courses as well as digital marketing. So definitely check that out. And we're going to continue this conversation right now. Man, I got to salute myself. I got to salute you, man. What you did was amazing that you stepped up in such a way. And you said, hey, I don't have, I'm not necessarily going to pursue what I want to do right now. I'm going to pursue what I need to do right now. And so that's a great mindset to have. So with that being said, you mentioned a couple of things, entrepreneurial endeavors that you have from ATMs to direct marketing. I think it's a network marketing. Am I correct? Yeah. Let's talk about that. Which one came first? Network marketing was the ATM business. Yeah. So it was network marketing. So that was my first introduction to sales. Got into that January 20th, 2016. I remember the exact date. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so my sister, she introduced me to it, invited me out to see the opportunity. Wouldn't they go see it? Was it in... in be like blown away by it. So I was like, yeah, let's do this. Got into it and started hitting the ground running. And the company actually went out of business in 2019. And so in 2020, I started my own businesses. That's when I started off with my Airbnb short-term rental business. And then later that year, I started with my ATM business. Yeah. Now that's a lot right there. So let's talk about the Airbnb arbitrage business. Now that's like a buzzword right now. Everybody's like trying to do that, yeah. or at least they were, especially in 2020, 2021. Can you yeah. talk about your experiences with that and maybe some tips you want to give some people? Because in, in the, on this channel, we're going to be talking about tech, but also how to use and leverage the income that you're making in tech for other endeavors that you have. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, of course. The Airbnb rental arbitrage business is, is really, I wouldn't say that it's easy, for as far as like tips for getting into it, I always recommend getting a mentor mm. Find someone that already has done it, that has a proven track record, that is where you want to be and learn from them and don't reinvent the wheel, do exactly what's said, what's trained, how you're trained and all that good stuff. So I'm big on taking courses. So courses is important for me, but, but yeah, but not only that, I always recommend people too to do everything in your business. Yeah. Start off with making sure you're cleaning the units, 
making sure you're speaking to the guests and communicating with them. You're the person that's the security officer when need be. So you do everything just so you can understand your business. Because if you want to be able to outsource things, you need to know what needs to be, you know, what needs to be done. You got to duplicate yourself. And yeah. the best way of doing that is by creating systems in place and having standard operating procedures and things of that nature. So yeah, man, I always recommend people to do everything so you can understand the business and the industry. And then after that, find you some good people to put in place to keep the operations going. That way you can work on your business and not in your business. So yeah, that's what I would say for that. No, that's great. That's really good information there. And so with that being said, you went to the ATM business. Now that's something I'm not too familiar with at all in regards yeah. to how to even get into that. Can you talk a little bit about that as well? Yeah, of course. So you know, I'm always looking for like extra ways to make income and stuff like I, I started trying to figure out like things that are like semi-passive where I don't have to put a lot of work into it. So I was on YouTube looking at a lot of videos as far as the vending machine business. So that's where I was trying to go for at first. And I was just like binge watching those videos and trying to figure out how I could enter. And uh, that's when I started, kept seeing those little recommended videos from game videos and like having that business and all that good stuff. So I'm like, I just kept never clicking on it because I was like, you can't own an ATM. Only banks own ATM. So I just kept thinking that you can't own an ATM. Yeah. One day the video just, I have it where it automatically plays the next video online. So it played one of those videos and I'm just like, interesting. And so that's when I started to find out who that person's mentor was, reached out to them, looked them up and joined their course. And that's when I started my own industry, in the, my, my, my own business with the ATM industry. Yeah, like ATMs, is, a lot of people just don't know, but over 50% of like ATMs are privately owned by privately owned people and companies. Mm. Most people think that banks own them all, but no, it's not true. So, yeah. Hey there, thank you so much for watching this video. This video is actually sponsored by Course Careers. So whether you're interested in breaking in as a tech sales representative, if you're interested in actually doing IT or digital marketing, not only do they have free introductory courses for you right now, go to the description and check that out, but they also have $50 off that you could get through me, Joseph50. That's right, $50 off through Joseph50. So if you're interested in getting into that course, any which one, whether it's, again, tech sales, IT, or digital marketing, look no further. Go down to the description below, click on the link, and sign up right now. What are you waiting for? I, honestly, I'm thinking like, man, if I had to go get the money out, do I need uh, bodyguards or something like that? No, it's not crazy like that, but uh, I've outsourced that too. Same thing, learn the business, do everything on your own and then outsource everything. So I have a loader that loads the machine and all that good stuff. So that one is literally pretty much passive. I've worked literally technically one day a month and <laughs> I can outsource that aspect of it too, but I just want to keep that good part to it for right now. But yeah, yeah, it's, that's my favorite business. <laughs> it sounds like it, man. I might have to take some notes to go back to this and be like, ATM. <laughs> Check. Oh no, this is good, man. This is really good. I think a lot of people could benefit from this. And one thing I want to highlight about yourself that I want to just make sure people can catch. He's not scared to do new things. He's not scared to put himself out there and try new things. And so if that's yourself and you've been considering course careers or even tech sales, try something new. What is there to lose? With my promo code, you can actually get in there for 450. The program itself is 500 bucks. So I do give you $50 off for going through it. They provide it through me uh, with the, the code Joseph50, as you'll see. 
Now, definitely click on that link, check the free intro course out and take it from there because it's going to change your life. And talking about new things, you didn't want to burn your beard. So you said, let me go into be a, become, a become a tech sales personnel versus being a firefighter and risking my life. <laughs> could you talk about could you talk about that transition in more detail? I know you saw the video from Cyrus, but can you talk about how was the course for you and going through it? Yeah, most definitely. So the course was well laid out. I definitely I'm not one of those skeptical kind of guys. So once I see a few testimonials of things that's okay, it's checking out. So I just went ahead and bought the course, went through it, and like I said, everything was well lined up. I definitely it gives you the foundation, is what I like to say. You get a foundation for what you need when it comes down to getting into the tech industry. And uh, it really was a great well-lined out course. So I just definitely appreciate it. And plus it was like right when it was switching over the instructors to Trent. So I got to see his aspect and his side of things as well. So it's kind of like I did two courses in one, which was pretty cool. So I definitely appreciated the course. It was dope for sure. Yeah. One of the things I do really admire for the course, even though I have a background in sales a little bit too, was that it really broke down these terminologies and let you under made you understand what the job was. You had to do the job to get the job if you had to put the hiring manager through a sales cadence or the recruiter. So it really prepared you in a way that once I started doing training, I'm like, oh man, their training was based off of one of the books we did in course careers. Their training was based off of the things that we're talking we talked about already. So I'm like, oh, this as as aha says, it's gonna be a breeze. And so I was like, this is dope. I'm prepared. Yeah. Man, like I, I felt prepared and that was great. Now we got to talk about this because unlike a lot of other course career students, you have a very unusual story where, at least to me, because I understand it, you immediately got hired as a senior SDR. Did you apply to that role? Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, so I didn't apply to that role. I did apply to a couple of positions in different companies for that role, but I applied originally just for the SDR position. I just like to start at the bottom and typically work my way up. Like I do that with everything. So wherever I start and I start at the bottom so I can really learn the ground and the roots and try to work my way up for sure. Applied to just a regular SDR, but um, I did have multiple offers. They came with a bigger offer because I really stood out with like my outreach and the interviews and the whole nine yards. So that's ultimately how I ended up getting the senior spot because not only just that, but my experience as well. And just me doing, educating myself because course careers definitely provides a huge foundation, but don't just stop there make sure you continue to learn. I definitely, I love YouTube University. So I'm always watching extra people getting different perspectives. I've used a little bit of TikTok to learn as well, especially to help me out with those interviews too. So yeah, definitely, man. Use everything that you can. So that's really what allowed me to be able to get that senior SDR position for sure. All right. I got to go. I got to put peel back the onion on that because you just sure. dropped some gems there. You talked about two things. You talked about outreach. This is what sets you apart. Your outreach and that you did further education from course careers. So let's start with the outreach part. What did you do differently in your outreach? Because they talk about having a sales cadence. What did you feel like you did differently in your outreach that not a typical person applying to that job did? Oh, simple. Video. It talks about it in the course, about video art. Most people don't, I don't know if they probably skipped over it or don't really use it as much, but that's what ultimately led me to position. Like me sending over a video art video, just me understanding how it worked. And just once I, cause I was originally applying just at first I was doing some strategic ones, applications, but some of them I was just spray and pray type of thing, just to get, get those in there. Yeah. But uh, after a week of that, not really working as well, I reevaluate. I'm always a guy who's like trying to reevaluate if something's not working out. I'm a self-worker. Mm. 
um, realized it just wasn't working as well. So I decided to switch over to doing videos to show my personality. And then from there, it, the person was really like the director of sales was extremely blown away by never had got any type of video like that in her four years of actually in that position in the company with the company. She showed it to the whole entire team and stuff like that. So it was unique. So it stood out for sure. So I definitely recommend showing that personality, but it took me a second to get the script down for the video of how I was going to do it. It just really took a little time. So it, it may be a little hard at first in anything that you do, but once you find your groove and your rhythm, it came off like that. So I was able to pump those videos out quickly and shoot mm. them over to people. So yeah, man, definitely oh. that's what I would recommend video. <laughs> Let's keep stirring the pot. I want to get that secret sauce out a little bit more. So you said a script. So you had a you had obviously trial and error. You record yourself like, oh, I look dumb. Let me do it again. I call you gotta go to that trial and error, right? But talk right, about yeah. that. You created a script. Is that what you did? What else did you do? Yeah, I created the script and I just if it was just really me like pulling up the job posting and having the video where I'm off to the side and I'm just pointing over to the video, making it look like I'm pointing over to the position and stuff like that. And then just talking and just being able to speak clearly, professionally, just being able to make sure I saw my personality in that as well. And just making sure, for one, making sure you have the right people to reach out to, because you can just send those videos over and it can be a pointless video if you don't have the right people that you're reaching out to. So definitely mm. uh, just showing that personality in the videos, because you can apply all day. You can send an email over and say, hey, I just applied to this position. But it's not going to really stand out from the rest of the other people. Everyone is doing that. So you got to find yeah. something that's going to really set you apart. So to me, that's what really set me apart. Me being able to shoot over my personality. So they, now they can see me and they're like, oh, we can put a face with the application. So a lot of times I didn't even probably didn't even have my application looked at or probably got booted out to, due to ATS or something like that. But that video, oh, we got to find him, figure out where he's at and then pull him over. So that's mm. really get a lot more traction. And just and being able to do that nice and you use vidyard is that what you use yeah vidyard Ooh. gems were dropped fellas and <laughs> ladies and listen i don't have to tell you to write the write it down put it in the comment section below did you know about vidyard have you used vidyard before talk about your experiences because this is the second person i've interviewed that has talked about vidyard or using video in regards to getting a position and the other person became an account executive, <laughs> as the same like you. They applied for SDR, but they became an account executive. And you yourself became a senior SDR, which is great because if you don't, if you don't know, y'all, I was, I was telling you this to Deontay before. Some companies, you when you apply to become an SDR, a senior SDR, you have to have like at least nine months of experience in the game before you even consider that. You have to meet certain KPIs or certain metrics, key performance indicators. That's what KPI stands for, in case you didn't know. Get to meet certain KPIs, even qualify for that role. And it comes with a pay bump. So for the fact that he was able to do this or get into that role already, man, that speaks volumes. And so we're going to talk about the second part right there, education. Can you talk a little bit about the other forms of education that you decided to put on top of course careers so that people could get a little bit of an insight on that? Yeah, just following, for one, following people that are like top voices when it comes down to LinkedIn saving their posts. If they're speaking about some gems and dropping some gems, save those for later so you can go back to that, whether they're giving out some tips or things like that. Also just YouTube. I'm just looking, I looked at a different, quite a few different people, but ones that really stood out was Kevin Dorsey, KD. He was a VP of sales. He's phenomenal. He has a lot of different interviews and I made my script around him when I did, had to do my cold call and part of the interview. But, but yeah, like just learning from him. Also just like different interviews. Like I didn't know how to answer certain questions 
course careers did provide like a base for that, but it was certain like other interviews, like culture interviews or different things like that, like answering different, I guess, situational questions because behavior question and situation question, I believe are so, like somewhat different, just understanding how to answer both of those and how to intertwine and go back and forth and figure out my own little stories of how I can implement that. So yeah, just educate myself outside of this and continue to learn that way you can prepare yourself for getting a position for sure. Hey family, it's Joseph here again. Now you have heard me talk about how tech sales has changed my life. I actually wanna introduce you to another career that if you decide to go into it, truly is recession proof, and that is cybersecurity. Level Careers is a platform similar to Course Careers that is self-paced and allows you to obtain knowledge and ed education in cybersecurity, and get this, without prior experience or a degree. That's right. And so you definitely want to get into that. And if you are interested in learning more about cybersecurity, go ahead and click the link below. It's in my description and use my promo code Joseph10. That's right. Use my promo code Joseph10 in order to save 10% off of the purchase price of that course. So without further ado, I'm not going to delay you. Go click on the link, check out the free introductory courses and change your life today. Yeah, preparation is key. Like what you're saying right now is making me really think, how bad do you really want it? Because it sounds like you are a type of person that when you want something bad, you're going to decide to go above and beyond the status quo. Now, for some people, you know, going above and beyond is course careers. And a lot of companies look at it that way. Yeah. Now you went course careers and some. You decided to continue to educate yourself and do things that set you apart. And man, for that, I, I applaud you. I tip my hat to you. Great job. Great Appreciate job. It. Thank you. It's motivation. <laughs> Let me actually add something to the question because most times when I talk to SDRs and most of my people that do follow this channel, they want to know what is a day in the life of an SDR, but in your case, a senior SDR, can you talk a little bit about a day in the life for yourself? Yeah. So literally this is like my first week of just being on my own now. I just finished the onboarding process. But if you want to get the last couple of days, like yesterday and today, but it's really just me finding my flow, starting out the day, hitting cold calls, of course, making sure I'm reaching, hitting those lines early on the East Coast for people that are on the East Coast and time zone and also Central a little bit. But, but yeah, from there, sending out emails and then from there doing some prospecting and then hopping back on the phone lines after lunch in the evening, afternoons, doing the same thing over and over again. But yeah, it's just... Finding your rhythm, having your own little time blocks and things, how you do things, that's really what's going to allow you to be able to make the day flow smoothly. So, yeah, just making sure you have those those time blocks, your, your way of doing things and find your groove, then you'll be able to get, get things how you like it, how you want it, for sure. Yeah. Let me, and then I'm going to piggyback on that by asking, do you feel micromanaged in your role? Oh, no. My, my manager, he's definitely not a type of micromanager. And that's a mm -hmm. question that I ask in interviews, too. I always ask, what's your management philosophy? That's a good interview question. Bar there, if you want to ask that question in the interviews to stand out, ask that question. What's your management philosophy? That'll let you know like what type of manager they are, what type of person they are, how they deal with their subordinates. So yeah, my, I'm not micromanaged. I definitely, you know, I'm the type of person who I'm always like at home. I'm a homebody anyway. So like I get a lot of stuff done here. Me being able to work from the house is perfect. Well, yeah, I love it. <laughs> And that, the reason why I brought that up is because when she said time blocks, I'm like, oh, yeah, he says it on time. Because yeah. that's one thing in tech that you don't really realize people from the outside looking in is like there's a level of autonomy that you have where you do. You have your meetings, of course, you have to meet with your manager, uh, things of that nature. You have your demos, you have your 
other things that you have going on. You might do overviews as well. But around those different things, you could set your own time. You could go to the gym. You could walk your dog. You could literally go shopping to the grocery store or whatever the case may be. But then rhyme and reason, you want to make sure you maintain your quota, whether it was yeah. the calls, emails, things of that nature. However, the level of autonomy where you, you could still set up your time in such a way that you have certain level of control is like no other industry that I've been a part of. I don't know about yourself, but there's yeah. no other industry that, <laughs> that has allowed me to have that sort of level of autonomy, that sort of level of control over my schedule. And even today, like I wasn't feeling that great. And I talked to my manager and said, hey, I'm not really feeling that good. Like, hey, get some rest, recuperate and things of that nature. So yeah, no, that's fantastic. With that being said, I'm going to do two things. One, I'm going to pivot to the mindset, but also I want to leave you with the opportunity to say anything that you feel like will be worthwhile to the audience. And so with that being said, what is the mindset someone needs to have to not only be where you are currently, but to also scale from there, Mr. Glass? You got to be a self-motivated kind of person, like just naturally. You also got to be super curious. You got to have that curious type of mindset where you're always like interested and have a genuine interest in things. And two, you got to have rhino thick, not two, but three, you got to have rhino thick skin. Like you got to be able to mm. build where the no doesn't bother you. That was the very first book that I read as an adult. It's a book called Go For No. And it's titled, mm. Yes is the Destination, No is How You Get There by Richard Fenton and Andrea Waltz. So that book nice. basically teaches you how to become numb to the word no and teach you how to set like no goals and like, it's, it's for people in tech now, it probably like may not be the best book for that. But if you just want to learn how to get used to hearing the word no and understand and reprogram your mindset around no, that's a great book for that. It's a quick read. You can probably read it in a day or two, depending on your schedule. But uh, but yeah, it's a pretty great book. But not only that, I also want to say it's either you got it or you don't too. I like to say you see you're you see that you're a spark or you're a flame. You can tell the difference by which one you are by when the wind blows. When you, mm. when you spark. And the wind blows immediately, you go out just like that. But if you're a flame, when the wind blows, you get much bigger, you get much stronger, you get more, more fierce, more powerful. Yeah, you just gotta figure out, am I a spark or am I a flame? So that's what I would say as far as like mindset purposes. It's either you got it or you don't, so yeah. Spoken from a firefighter, so you know it's real. <laughs> oh man, wow. Either you are a spark or you are a flame. That is so good. That is so good. Mr. Glass, I want to say thank you so much for being on the show. This was great. Is there any other things that you felt like, man, I want to just leave this with this audience because they may be trying to figure out their way. Is there anything else you want to leave for the audience? I just say, just continue to push yourself and be like, just grow. Don't just stop at certain levels. Always push yourself to be better. Always try to find ways to learn things. Use your network as well. Your network is very important. Just use that. And just don't stop. Once you get a nose, just continue to keep pushing through and you'll find your way through. You get close to your yes. So I guess that's all I would pretty much say. But I definitely appreciate you for having me on the platform. It's definitely been an honor for sure. It's a pleasure. It's all mine. And as you said, your network is your net worth. And so you definitely want to utilize that. And that's what we did. We utilized course careers. I met him through finding out that he landed a job. And I was like, man, this is great. I want to talk to him. And so it's just so many good nuggets in there that you are hopefully listening, watching this can be able to wean from, grow from and learn from and apply to your life. And with that being said, I'm so glad that we had this conversation until next time. I hope to see you on the other side. Take care. Dennis.